being authentic, right? I mean, that's somehow a big goal that many of us have, especially in a world that seems to be so fake. I know that sounds pretty judgmental, but it's true. You know, there are these lies that some people are just spreading all the time. There are these alternative facts of, uh, you know, just uh, distorting what we see and believe is real and all of a sudden it may not. They are AI-generated uh, uh, videos and photos that uh, make us kind of not trust our own eyes anymore. And then, of course, there are a lot of people that seem to just, uh, I don't know, transpire so much confidence or power or frustration and indignation. And we don't really know what's underneath. We don't really know who these people really are. And, and sometimes we get confused with ourselves on how do we show up in this world? How do we show up in a world that also seems to be so black and white? You're either in or out, good or not, accepted or not, liked or canceled. How do we appear authentic and real? And maybe that's the reason why this is such an important word right now, because it calls upon something inside of us that is about the truth. And finding the truth seems to get harder and harder. So today I want to talk about what it means to be more authentic and how we can discover it. And also hopefully suspend some of the confusion about what authentic may be. See, a lot of people believe that being authentic means that you are expressing whatever you feel. Your feelings are a reflection on your authenticity. And since we are often not really showing what we feel, we believe we are lying or are dishonest. But let's look at this a little bit closer. Do you really believe that your emotions are your authentic self? Let's say your sibling has made you angry because they criticized you. And the same thing happens also with uh, your colleague at work who had some kind of judgment. So with your sibling, you feel the anger and frustration for the criticism, and then you may just blurt out, oh, I'm so pissed at you, I think you are totally wrong, and all the things that you want to say because you feel ultimately that this criticism wasn't fair. So is that authentic? But with your colleague, on the other hand, you have also frustration and maybe some irritation, but because you're the new kid in the on the block and you don't really want to necessarily have a conflict with this older colleague, you feel a little bit more ashamed. You hold yourself more back. You don't really say anything. Maybe you just say, okay, I understand. Is that authentic? Well, the point is that maybe in both cases you got really hurt. You feel it's unfair. And so you didn't really express that vulnerability. And then maybe that would have been authentic. Just to say, you know, when you made that comment, it made me feel that you don't appreciate me or it made me feel misunderstood. 
great, that could be authentic. But what if then this brother or sister of yours says, well, typical you, you're always just deflecting, never taking responsibility. Or your colleague would say, well, I cannot help you with your insecurity. Well, you're back to the emotion of frustration and irritation and anger. And again, you notice it's a roller coaster. Emotions are a complete roller coaster. And therefore, if we are looking for authenticity, which is kind of the, the more stable foundation that we can hopefully root ourselves into, well, I would say emotions are not exactly the way to get there because they are often driven by what is maybe not exactly our authentic self, but more our hurt self or the self that is insecure, doesn't feel good enough or is still reeling from all these past traumas and difficulties that we haven't overcome. All right, so let's say emotions are not exactly what authenticity is all about. So what about our actions? Are they more authentic? Well, for example, I love to be generous. I like to sometimes give sessions for free or do long checking calls with clients that I've been working with for a while at no cost just because I like them and I want to support them on their journey and I know that their money is tight. Well, that could be nice, right? Wonderful, authentic, generous self. Well, there is also a part of me that says, hey, wait a second, you are really overgiving. You have to take care of yourself. You're burning out. And if you have nothing to give, then what? And so then there is this aspect of me that says, well, I have to have better boundaries, need more discernment. And is that authentic? Which one is now my authentic self? The one that wants to give or the ones that wants to take care of himself? All right, so that's already difficult. And what about honesty? Now, let's say you are at uh, your holiday gathering and Uncle Bill makes another of those horrible racist jokes and you had it. You finally stand up and you tell him off. And again, that could be really honest. And would that really be authentic? Because at the same time, you would see that, you know, the other guests or your mother feels totally embarrassed and the whole Christmas day is spoiled because of it. And then you feel bad. And, and then maybe this authentic part of you that just wants to have peace and harmony, again, wasn't really necessarily on board. The point is that authenticity is not so easy to define. It's a complicated matter. And even if we would say, well, the most uh, vulnerable self, that's the authentic self. But then you would also say, well, if that's the case, who do you share this vulnerability with? Because I don't believe that we can share our most deepest vulnerability with anyone because not anyone really is interested or can handle it or will really, you know, embrace us with compassion and respect. So being authentic is something of a journey and it is not something that we can immediately tune into like you know having a compass in our hands and be able to say oh this is the direction for authenticity no authenticity is something that i feel we have to discover it takes a little time now i believe we excuse me i 
don't say this personally to you, but as a general world, we became pretty lazy. We want to so quickly come to a conclusion. We form opinions in a second. We say yes or no to stuff and don't even spend time to consider. Is that really what I believe? Is that really in alignment? Do I really subscribe 100% to this or maybe 60% only? So we cannot do the same thing with our authenticity. We have to really take our time to discover what that really means. I believe the authentic self is our true self. It is something that is very unique to us. There are some ingredients to it that we can find out and some things we can live up to, but it is a journey. And the journey starts with really taking time to become aware of ourselves, having self-knowledge. And that means assume that you're, I don't know, an researcher or anthropologist and you're simply delving into yourself and trying to figure out more, who is this person? Who am I? Not with any judgment or comparison or having to immediately put a label on your head, approved or not approved of. You simply stand and watch, look at yourself. And then maybe you can ask yourself, huh, when am I not authentic? When, I'm, when am I not real? When am I actually fake? And here are a few examples where you could say, I have been fake. So, for example, have you ever pretended to have it all together? Everything is well, no, no problem. Just because you like to play the role of that person rather than actually admitting what's going on. Maybe that you have you know, a lot of anxiety you're dealing with or something at work is not going well or you have just found out that you have some kind of a health issue. Or have you ever lied that you know, you're extremely busy and you don't have time right now, but the truth is you didn't really want to talk to the person that called you. It was just a nice little excuse. And the other truth is that you actually do feel bored and lonely. Again, that's fake. I mean, look at your social, uh, uh, your social media content. Do you feel like that you are always honest with what you're posting? Or do you sometimes exaggerate or make things look much nicer and more interesting than they really are? And of course you could say, well, no one wants to necessarily see my messy kitchen. I'd rather show them this beautiful backyard. But in the end, we always have to ask ourselves, why? Why do we do this? Is it because we want to impress others? Do we want to count the likes and feel some kind of worthiness because of it? And is that external worthiness, this external affirmation really feeding our authenticity? Or does it make us more wonder, how do we need to be in order to be liked? How can I get more of this affirmation that feels so good in the moment? And what do I need to post? How do I need to express myself? What opinion am I supposed to have? See, these are all things that potentially can make us more disconnected from our authenticity because we're not really paying attention to it and more connected to a more pretended or fake version of ourself. How often have you let your anger and frustration out when you felt the most 
vulnerable or the most maybe misunderstood? How often have you been really unfair to people? Like, you know, maybe the, the waiter in the restaurant that, you know, was a little slow or the person in the customer service that just doesn't understand what your problem is because they are maybe sitting in a different country. And is that really also something where you are letting your sense of powerlessness be masked by this anger and frustration? Is that authentic? Probably not. You are pretending. You're pretending to be in control when you feel the most out of control. And then how many times have you been defensive when you got criticism? Right away deflecting it, saying, no, no, this is not me, this is your problem, rather than spending a moment and taking it in and asking yourself, well, maybe I have been a bad listener. Maybe I was really looking more at my phone than I was looking at the person across me. Maybe I have been somehow letting, you know, that what I promised to do fall off my radar because I was too busy with other things and I don't really take responsibility for this. And lastly, how often have you done something that you know is not good for you? You know better, whether it's, you know, not eating the right food, whether it's just procrastinating and pushing some real important task aside because you don't want to deal with it, or maybe just avoiding uh, to call someone that you know is really needing you because you feel so uncomfortable with the challenge they are dealing with. How often have you been doing something that afterwards makes you feel bad, ashamed, maybe also a little insecure or guilty? All of those things where we are choosing more instant gratification or avoidance of discomfort are ro usually rooted in not our authentic self, but more in the trying to survive self, trying to just make it through without necessarily having to deal with a lot of challenges or problems. And we all are guilty of this. I definitely raise my hand first. I do this quite a bit. And I always have to ask myself, why? Why do we do the things that make us feel bad if we have actually in our mind to be the most empowered and also the most authentic self? So knowing already when you're a fake or knowing when you're not living up to what you call truthful or authentic is really important because then you can ask yourself, what's the alternative? How do else do I want to be? What would be a better way to deal with the situation? Another really important introspection as the self-knowledge step is to know your values. Now, the values are the things that we really stand for, what's important to us, the, the kind of the guidelines, the threads that we know we want to follow through with. And a lot of people have an idea that, you know, there are some values. I just don't know exactly what they are. I guess I take the values of my parents, have to be successful, frugal, and maybe faithful. That's all I know. So that's not enough. Usually we have about 20, 30 values that can be quite meaningful. We just have to find them. So if you want to, send me an email at hellodrfriedman.com. I'm happy to send you a value test that gives you a little bit more idea how to do that. Uh, but in general, you're just going to ask yourself three very simple questions. That's a good starting point. What are three meaningful 
experiences in your life. Things that you really felt like they're standing out. You know, what was going on there? How did you think and feel? Let's say maybe it's the birth of your firstborn, or maybe it's when you left home for good, or maybe it's when you had, uh, you know, a breakup and it really, really hurt you. And then think about what were the values inside of you that you were connecting to. This can be commitment or courage, or it can be love. And, uh, you know, it can be a sense also of uh, being honest and vulnerable in the moment. You just go through, I mean, you can find this on my test, but also online, different values that are out there, words that sometimes we're not thinking of, and you just find what is happening in those moments and what values you felt were really you know, apparent to you there. The second question you can ask yourself, what is important to me in my life? What do I really need? The other day, someone told me that actually being uh, in the awareness that lack of time is worse than lack of money is kind of deep. So she found out that really a high value for her is to have time, to have time to be able to go through life a little bit more slow, to be able to enjoy more the moment and not rush through you know, the day from one uh, appointment to the next. That is important to her. So what do you feel is important to you? What do you not want to miss? What gives you a strong sense of being happy to wake up in the morning? This can be relationships. This can be a creative expression. This can be passion. You name it. Again, those things can help you also to, to look for the values that are a part of your authenticity. And the last question you can ask yourself is, what do you admire about others? The people that you look at and say, wow, I want to be like them, or I want to at least take something from them that I feel like I would love to live up to. And again, find three, four values that click with you, ideally values that you haven't necessarily looked at before. So what are meaningful experiences? What is the most important in your life? And what are the people that you admire and appreciate? And then see what values all of those things bring to you. And if you want to, you can rank them from one to 10, what's the most important, and then you go down to number 10. Those 10 are usually the one that are right now in your life. This can change really are what you want to focus on. And then you can see, have I really lived up to those values? Because that's number two, taking responsibility. So after self-knowledge or self-awareness, just go into your thinking, your feeling, your actions, and notice, does that feel really in alignment still with what I just found out about myself? Is that going back to you know, the pretending or going the path of least resistance or the avoidance or it's better to please others and actually having boundaries. Whatever you observe, just notice, huh, it doesn't feel good anymore. Now, I said before, emotions are not necessarily the best way to express or connect to your authenticity. But there is a feeling, there is an emotion when you feel true to yourself. That is not one of those high-flying, you know, either 
uh, excited or anxious or angry emotion. This is more like a calm, deep groundedness. It's almost like you, you are at home with yourself. You just land it. That's a good feeling to focus on. That feels right. And, and sometimes when you act not in that fake way, but you act in this more grounded, authentic way because you chose to look for one of those, uh, you know, values that you really want to stand for, all of a sudden you feel this calmness. All of a sudden you feel like it's like almost an exhale. It's like, whew, I'm finally home. I'm finally here. So for example, let's say peace and harmony is a value of yours and you know you go to this uh, holiday gathering and instead of arguing with Uncle Bill about his inappropriate jokes, you simply change the topic and you find something that you may actually be both able to relate to. And again, I said this in the last uh, Empowerment Solutions uh, Live that it's good sometimes to also add to it the compassion to understand a little bit better where the people that annoy us the most actually come from. Or when you get criticized, rather than becoming defensive or frustrated, just allow yourself to take your time, maybe even say thank you and just think about it and decide which of the criticism you want to really take on board and do something about and which of those you feel misunderstood or not really accurately seen. Or when you're feeling that you have to be the person that, you know, always has to play a role and uh, be either the funny one or the pleaser or the one that uh, is, uh, you know, having it all together, never having a problem, just case by case notice when it feels better, when it feels just more, again, your true self to share something that you usually don't share. You know, we had uh, uh, Friendsgiving the other day and and I do with certain people just, you know, love to play the role of being the host and the supporter and the listener and and that's not always authentic. So when the round goes and everyone shares about what they are grateful for, I did share about that I am grateful for the pain of the two losses I had in this year that really hurt me deeply. One was a sweet kitty that died of cancer and the other one was a horse that uh, suddenly died of a colic and was struggling for hours before we had to put her down. This traumatic, painful loss, I was very grateful that it feels less, that it's not as hard anymore. And that was like the first time I was sharing in this group this kind of you know, vulnerability and it felt absolutely freeing and it felt very grounding and so those are the moments where you just know I'm, I'm going towards the right direction. I'm becoming more authentic. But see, in the end, it is really about self-improvement. In the end, it is not about hitting the spot of authenticity all the time because, as I said at the beginning, it's complicated. You may actually feel like, well, I know my values now, I know who I am, so I know what it means to be authentic. And then you're realizing those values may clash. You may actually have conflicting values. One may be all about, you know, being kind and generous. And the other one may be, as I mentioned before, all about also giving back to yourself, honoring what you need, maybe having clear boundaries. 
that seems to clash. And so you have to by case to case decide what in that moment feels the most real, the most authentic, the most grounded in that what you in the moment want to be. Because I do believe that being this authentic self is ultimately a goal to have. It's like the most evolved, the most self-actualized version of ourself. Being authentic really means we have reached a level of mastery, of self-mastery. We're not just reacting to what happens. We're not just pretending to, you know, fit in or be liked. We are simply so self-assured that who we are is enough and how we go through life is our unique way and we are at the same time so open and connected to let other people be their authentic selves that I think this is a version that I would call the best version of myself. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it's definitely a version that I like to live up to. So looking for our authentic self is probably a journey that we all should somehow subscribe to. But it's definitely a journey that will take a little time. It will especially take some time with yourself, but you can every day make another step forward. Every day you can challenge yourself and see, wow, in this moment I was real. And in that moment I felt this groundedness. I actually felt free to be myself. And I wasn't worried about how other people react or I wasn't really wanting approval. I just felt there was something deeply honest about me. And that is a step forward. And then you just keep on going until you reach that level that when you wake up, you know immediately who you are. You are in any given situation. You know that where you are, you are at home with yourself. You know that sometimes it's okay to get little triggers of insecurity or doubt because after all we are humans, but you can always find yourself back to yourself and you can always find a sense of, yeah, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to continue to share with the world. So I hope this helps and I hope that clarifies also that it is not so cut and dry, fake or authentic, and we have a choice to make. It is really something that I think we all have just to do a little bit more work about, especially when it comes to sifting through what people have been projecting onto us, what, you know, the media, social media, but also, you know, the immediate people around us are experiencing backing us to be and telling us this is acceptable and this is not acceptable. This is what you should think and this is what you shouldn't think. Just sifting through all of this and figuring out what do I really want to believe in? What do I want to stand for? And what do I want to express? And whatever makes you the most peaceful and the most connected to yourself, whatever makes you look in the mirror and you have no feeling of shame or regret or guilt, but you feel grounded and okay with who you are, that is the way to go. And that is a way to go continuously. Mm -hmm.